Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of <laughs> MindShift Monday. I've got uh, Nala here with me if you're watching on YouTube. She is uh, trying to get into the show. You want to talk to him about what I want to talk to him about today? You want to talk to him about interviewing new candidates for jobs? Is that it? What do you want to talk about? All right, everybody. <laughs> I guess she's going to be in the show today. Listen, um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, hiring and how to uh, structure your hiring so that you can not just uh, get through the hiring process and find the right people fast, but how to time block it and really be succinct about the interview process, the criteria by which you move people through the process. And, uh, you know, I just want to share some of the ideas that I've um, used over the last 25 years of hiring people and building teams. And the reason this came up is I'm just finishing a week of first round interviews for an important role in my company. So I thought I'd take you through that. I thought I'd really just, you know, right now it's Friday as the time I'm recording this. Uh, this will come out on Monday. And I thought maybe this will be a good way for me to reflect on the week. And so I've got a few things I want to share. Number one, I want to have you think about, first of all, this idea that you must continually look at your business as it evolves from a standpoint of finding the most uniquely talented people to come on board for your journey based on where you are. Here's what I mean. As you start your business, there's gonna be a lot of things on your back and a lot of things on your shoulders. As you move through the growth process of your business, there are gonna be stages when you start to bring people on. Right now, we're in year 12 of our agency and what we're looking for today is different than what we were looking for three, four, five, eight years ago. In this particular role that we're filling right now, it will be the fourth time we would have filled this role in that 12-year window. So it's not like it's a high turnover role. And so the first thing I wanna to talk to you about is in a situation like this, you wanna look at what has evolved in that role and look at where your business is at this time. And then the first thing I want you to think about is, is what has to change in the role for you to go to the next level, right? You shouldn't let a role always be the same job description over and over and over again for years upon end. And so what we do is number one, we step back and we say, okay, someone is vacating this role now and let's backtrack and say, what do we need now that we didn't need then when that person came into the role? And so the first thing is you wanna get clear on this newer updated job description, if you will. So that's kind of the first thing. The first thing that you do is really say, okay, what does the new job description look like? Or what do we need to tweak about the job description based on where we are today. Too many companies and entrepreneurs, they just look around at what other people say this role is supposed to be because all you have to do is look at LinkedIn job search or look at Indeed or any of these zip recruiters and start pulling job descriptions. And you might get some of the basics, but really be clear about what it is for your business. The number two thing that I want you to think about is, is at the point of writing your job description and ad on whatever platform you're using, Right, and we're assuming this is not freelancer, right? We're talking about somebody full-time coming onto your team. And it doesn't have to be a high-level person. It's any level where you're gonna bring them on full-time. The thing that you really must get clear about is what the day in the life looks like for that particular person, that particular role. And here's the key point. Be able to describe that sort of ideal day or characteristics of the person who would fit well in that role in that ideal day and make sure you put that in your job ad. And when you put that in your job posting, 
I typically put that in the second paragraph after I introduce the role and kind of what the title is and, and some of the basic things that you see. I learned this a long time ago. It's important to give an idea of what an ideal scenario or an ideal candidate would enjoy about the ideal day. What do I mean? Let me see if I can give you a quick example. You start the sentence with something like, the person who will enjoy and thrive in this role will be someone who is a self-starter, someone who is able to work on their own, is a problem solver, enjoys collaborating with team members, both internally and externally, is a great communicator and adapts well in a fast-paced environment. Okay, I just made that up, but that is one example of a way to say that if someone's reading the job, because a lot of people read job responsibilities, meaning what are the quote-unquote responsibilities and what are the quote-unquote required skills and the educational requirements, and they think they're a good fit. But this one paragraph, two or three sentences, is all you really need, can give them a little bit of understanding as what might be the day in the life of someone in this role. I have found that one sentence in and of itself, that one, two, three sentences tops. And by the way, you're not making it a paragraph. You're really trying to use this one little sort of section at the top of the job posting to push people away that wouldn't want to be a part of the fast-paced, independent, self-starter, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you might say for your role. And it's your job to really understand what is a day in the life of that role look like. Your job is to kind of push that person away because they might have all the skills, but if they don't want to do some of those things character-wise, then it's better that they don't apply. The other thing is, is it pulls people towards you, okay? So those are two quick ideas about before you get to the interview, okay? I just wanted to kind of set that up a little bit. And I've talked about this in some other areas, either in our mastermind or, or some other places, but let's get into the actual first interview. Here's my structure for interviews. I typically do a two possibly three interview sequence. Here's what I tend to do. When the resumes start coming in or the applications start coming in through whatever platform I'm using, I will tend to go through and get those marked off the way our team does it. We have a way that we go through and get those things marked off as to who we think is a good fit. From there, we automate everything. Like literally the template that we send out, it's automated. No one goes back and forth with me or my team Everything is done through an automated calendar so that when we send the invite out, we simply tell them something like, hey, we enjoyed what we saw in your resume. We'd like to invite you to the first 15-minute interview. And so that's kind of step number one. I don't do a full 30-minute or 45-minute or, or hour interview. It is not a good use of your time on a first interview. I've been beating on this thing for a long time. I sign people up for a 15-minute call. And in that 15-minute call, I'm going to go through some of the questions that I ask. But that 15-minute call is sort of to start filtering, right? Especially today, a lot of these job boards, they have these quick, easy apply buttons where a candidate can just push a button on 50 jobs and you don't even know if they're really interested. So you can't just take a, a, a light approach to this, right? So I tend to schedule, it depends, a typical job for our business and our company, we may have anywhere from 50 to, in some cases, 100 resumes or, or applicants and what we try to do is, you know, kind of bring that down to maybe 10, 15. It turns out this week, we actually put 23 on the calendar this week. 23, if you can believe that. Now, of the 23, and we can talk about that in another show, how do I time block that, right? I time block that all within four days. That's the way I do it. But these 15 minutes go back to back to back. And, you know, I leave myself short breaks. 
And so the goal of that, though, let me see, seven people, I think, out of the 23 didn't show up at all. So seven of the 23 didn't even show up to the meeting. So that's perfectly fine. What we do in that call is, number one, we ask them, here's the first question you might want to write down and jot down for yourself. The first question we ask after we break the ice and all that good stuff is, so what has you looking for a new job or opportunity or role today? Open-ended question. Your job is to listen and take notes. You should have some sort of criteria for the type of candidate you're looking for. In my organization, I'm looking for growth-minded people, people who are looking for a challenge. I'm looking for people perhaps who have gotten bored in another area or a role that they were in. Uh, I'm looking for people who are pivoting. I'm looking for people that have that sort of constant and never-ending improvement. So when I'm listening to someone who's saying, I'm leaving one position to go for a new challenge, to pivot in my career, I'd reach sort of a level of growth that I didn't see any more growth. You've got to have your own criteria, but I'm listening for those kinds of things. But you're looking for also things that they could say that really don't fit your culture and your values, right? So I had two people this week say to me, oh, I'm just testing the waters, right? <laughs> I'm just testing the waters. And I'm cool with that. But you've got to ask a question like this so you can figure out where their motivation is, right? I was just trying to see what's out there. No, no, no. We're actually not interested in interviewing you. But appreciate you saying that. So the first question, what has you looking for a new opportunity this time? The next thing that I ask, and really important question that I want you to, to really make sure you never miss this question, and that is, assuming you've done what I said in the early part of this, which is to write a great job description, the thing that I want you to ask next is, what was it? about our job description and our role that called out to you and made you feel like it was a great fit for your next opportunity. And again, shut up and listen. Take notes. Your job is to type. And you know, if you're not a fast typer, you've got to write this stuff down. You can't be remembering all this stuff. Like I said, I had 23 interviews. You got to have a way to take notes. So if you're not recording the call, record the call, whatever's going to work for you. But again, what was it about the job description and the role when you read it that made you feel like it was a good fit and a good next step for you? And let them talk about it, right? We're not in judgment mode, by the way. The goal of this 15-minute interview is to figure out if we should go to a deeper, more in-depth discussion for round two. And I'll talk about round two on another day. Let them talk about this. Here's some things that are bad for me. <laughs> One of the people this week said, well, I don't remember the job posting, but blah, blah, blah. Hmm. You don't remember the job posting, but you showed up to the first interview. That tells me you were just hoping to answer some general questions with some general responses. And I've seen this over and over and over again. As opposed to someone who says, you know, in the roles that I've had in the past and after reading your job description and after going to your website, and taking a look at what you guys are up to, I felt that I'm, because of these things, blah, 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 I would be a good fit. And it sounded interesting. So there's a third question that I typically ask, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But what we're looking for is someone to actually show interest as if they looked at the role, looked at the company, and are really feeling like it's a good position for them. And I use that word on purpose feel. They want to feel like it's a good thing. I don't want someone who robotically sees the job responsibilities and the skills and says it's a good fit. The job of an interview is for you to figure out if they're a good fit for you as well as it is for them to fill out if it's a good fit for them. It's a dual opportunity. Okay. 
Third question that I ask, and again, I sort of alluded to it, I always ask them if they checked us out online. I always ask if they visit our website and looked at what we were doing in the marketplace, read our reviews, visited our about page, visited our core values, and really get a sense for who we are. And I gotta tell you, if the answer is no, especially in 2022, at the time of recording this, it's a bad mark for me because you're telling me you're gonna give up some of your life to come devote it to my company and you didn't even take time to go really take a look and see who we are, what we do, and what we're actually up to, to see if it aligns with who you are, it's actually kind of not a great question for me. Let me wrap this up. The next question that I tend to ask has to do with their vision, their goals. And I wanna ask the question something like this. What would it look like in your next role that would either give you ultimate fulfillment or what would the ultimate scenario look like for you in your next role, right? What I'm asking that person to talk to me about is what they're moving away from and what they'd like to move towards. I wanna know if in fact what I know this role is going to be and where my company is at this time and where we're going, if in fact my business and my opportunity could be a vehicle for their journey. See, one of the things, and if you've listened to me long enough, you would have heard me say, as one of our jobs as entrepreneurs, when we start hiring and growing teams and giving people jobs, is to create roles and opportunities for someone to align their gifts with our mission so that we have a really nice ride on this journey, right? And that gets beyond the technical aspects of the role and responsibilities. So again, what we're talking about in that is let them talk about their ultimate scenario. Let them talk about what they really are trying to move away from and towards, and you're really listening for uh, some aspects of what their goals and dreams are that could align for the next several years in your process. So. I'm going to leave it at that because the next one is a little bit more subjective on my side because of my industry. And so to think back what we were talking about, number one, make sure that you've clearly articulated a good job description and more importantly, added something that said something about the type of person who would enjoy themselves in this role. That's kind of number one. First question, what has you looking for a job today? What has you looking for a new opportunity today? find out what their motivating factor is. Number two, what was it about the role, the job description that called out to you, okay? Number three is did you check us out online? Did you really take a look at what we're doing? It isn't that they need to understand the whole company or brand at this moment, but I wanna know that they took a look and they really are interested because I'm not trying to hire someone who just needs another spot to sit to get a check, right? As us small business owners, we don't have time for people that wanna come into a company, make a check and hide in the back. They can do that at these big corporations. They can't do that on our watch, okay? They need to contribute in these small businesses that we run. And the last thing is uh, really having to do with their ultimate scenario. I think it's really incumbent upon us to really understand where this person wants to go as you move into the second round of these interviews because, again, this is all in interview number one. And then here's my last thing. At the end of that interview, tell them if they've made it to round two in that moment. You know. Don't be, don't be sending them off and saying, okay, we'll call you back or email you after round one's up. No, no, figure it out and tell them the truth before the end of that call. Either they're a good fit for round two or they're not. Don't waste their time. You should already know that role. And that's the last piece that I'll leave you with today on today's episode of MindShift Monday. This is how I think about hiring and this is what we do leading into interview number one of three. Typically we go to round two and then if we've got, you know, we'll narrow down our 15 pool down to maybe five or six and then maybe down to one to two that we may bring in for a third. 
round in most of the cases in my scenario. So I hope you found value in this today. As you're growing your team, you do need to grow a team if you're going to enjoy a balanced life as an entrepreneur. And again, balance is subjective to who's in the chair. So anyway, Daryl Evans here, Mindshift Podcast, and we'll see you again on another episode. Take care.